0: Now, in my experience, growth usually comes from a source of pain or discomfort, which pushes you to try something new or interrupt an old behavior simply because you come to realize that the pain of remaining the same, of remaining who you are and where you are is far greater than the discomfort it's going to take for you to change and try something new. My intention for this show is to inspire growth within you. So if you want to familiarize yourself with the journey many have taken to drastically change their lives, this is the place to be.
1: Hello, strong fam. This is Laura, and you're listening to the Laura Strong Mom Podcast. On today's episode, I have another inspirational guest. His name is Moyn, and he is an author of an amazing book called Grow With Your Baby. So he is on here to share his experience with that and how he has overcame obstacles in his life. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, Laura. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Of course you're very welcome. So I wanted to start off by asking you where do you live? Where are you, where do you come from?
2: Oh. So uh well, I'll start from when I w- where I was born. I was born in uh, China mm-hmm. and I grew up in Pakistan and then when I was 18, I moved uh, to Canada for my uh, undergraduate program. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I've been living for the past uh 10 years.
1: That is awesome. And so how is the weather in Canada? I know most of my listeners, we are from the United States and from California, Central Valley specifically. The weather here, it can get hot. We're here 100, 102 degrees temperature at summertime. How is the weather typically like where you are?
2: Ooh, so I would have to give you measurements in Celsius because I don't know what the equivalent would be in degrees. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh, today it's... Uh, uh twenty five degrees mm-hmm. Celsius, and mm-hmm. it's actually just started raining when we started recording.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! And so would you say that it's typically you have a cold season, a warm season, a spring season, or is it constant throughout the year a certain type
2: Oh, so throughout the year, mostly we have cold, obviously here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe it's around it depends on the year, honestly, but usually around six to eight months of cold. And then uh, we get some spring and then summer and a bit of fall. So a bit of everything, actually.
1: Wow. So it is relative to what we have as well. It sounds about the same. We have the different types of temperatures, which is nice to experience as well. And so what is your occupation? What do you do for a living?
2: Mm, Okay. So I used to work at a bank as a financial advisor which I quit and uh, started my own business, uh, selling different products on Amazon. After that, I wrote a book and uh, now I am the host of a podcast. So currently I'm an author and a podcast host.
1: That is awesome. And so that is how I initially connected with you, listening to your amazing podcast. And so can you tell us the name of your podcast?
2: Yes, so the name of the podcast is called the Grow with Moon Podcast, and it's a bit of a jump from the book that I wrote, which was Grow with Your Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, just uh, staying on brand with the with uh, the grow theme.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I was curious with that growth theme. Can you explain how you came up with that? Was there an experience in your life that you learned? Because when I think of that, the grow. It can encompass a lot of things. It can encompass personal development, it can encompass actually the growing as I as you talk about your daughter, I think about my son, you know mm-hmm. how, how he's growing up in life. So what inspired you to come up with that with those specific words?
2: Mm, okay. so uh, my initial uh, draft uh, for my book was actually titled "My Daughter, My Light." Mm-hmm. And then I just went through a, a bit of a marketing and research process where i thought about what the um uh, the entirety of the book encompasses and uh so growth usually came out a lot and so i sort of went with it and obviously um i was really into personal development and and let of read a lot of personal development books and they all talked about growth and expanding your comfort zones and learning new things or having new experiences and the each, uh, each and everything just helps you grow. And the more you grow, the uh, better you become or closer uh, you get to who you ideally would like to be in the next five, 10 years. So, uh, so for me, it was a very central theme and it's, uh, it's the core of who I am. I'm all about growth. I always want to keep learning, keep improving. And even though things are uncomfortable, when you're in that growth zone, I still want to be there and uh uh, continue changing and evolving is that's that's to me is just the essence of life just continue to grow and evolve
1: definitely i do agree with that when you mentioned comfort zones and pushing past that i think that that applies to anything in life it can apply if you're an athlete if you're learning a new skill if you're entering a new career if you're in a transition process towards something else it's as that saying goes, that growth rarely happens in the comfort zone, that you have Mm. to be in that area of discomfort for you to truly see how resilient and strong you are. And I think that is really awesome. And I think that that theme will really resonate with a lot of people. It resonated with me and it resonates with me in my journey. So I think it's really, really awesome. Oh, thank you. Of course, you're welcome. And so I wanted to ask you more about the process of you writing your book. So can you share how that journey went or any obstacles that you had to overcome in the process of writing your book and getting your book published?
2: Of course, it was, uh, it was quite the journey. So, um, so I'll start. uh, So there was a core belief that I had growing up that sort of inspired all of it. And, Mm -hmm. and that was to always uh, be with uh, you know whoever child uh, I have or uh, whoever, whoever I'm a father to and I always made a promise to myself that I'll always be around for them and that came from my own childhood experience of my, my father who was always away and uh, he used to be in China and as I mentioned before I grew up in Pakistan he would be there for work and maybe visit uh, you know once or twice a year And so I always missed him and, you know, I always wanted to have, you know, different memories with him, which uh, could not happen because he was working. And so since then, I I just decided, you know, whenever I would have a child, I would um, always, uh, you know, not always, but I will be there as much as I can. And that's sort of the lesson I I say, that's the lesson I learned from from my father, which, uh, you know, I'm really grateful for because, you know, him being away. Actually led me to be being here right now, so um, I do not regret. Uh, I do not resent my father for being away, but it, from from his uh, experience of of being away and working, I learned that I actually wanted to be close to my uh, to my own child. So that's that's a core belief that I had. And uh, you know, when I found out that I was first having my my daughter in, a, I was still in university, still doing my undergraduate degree. And uh you know it was it was a lot of pressure, and I wanted things to be right. And so uh when I graduated, i I started a job. I wanted to obviously provide for my family and uh you know uh, uh, you know take away the pressure of, of paying bills and stuff. But with that, I learned that when I was working, i I was commuting to work almost four hours every day. And with that four hours, I would only see uh, my daughter about an hour each day. And to me, that was very sad. And I was really against what I had decided for myself as a child. So I decided to leave that job and I found a job closer to my home. And that was a twenty minute commute, so everything seemed okay. It seemed like the stars had aligned finally. Mm-hmm. But when I was going to work, I noticed that whenever I get close to work, I would start feeling anxious mm-hmm. and really nervous, and I wondered why that was until mm-hmm. one day, just at the gym, I was on the treadmill and just started crying mm-hmm. and In that moment, I realized that this is not what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and At that point, I did not know exactly what I was going to do once I leave my job, but I knew that I can't continue to go there anymore. And Mm -hmm. so I quit and I started being home and uh, spending more and more time with my daughter. And I would just get these uh, amazing insights from observing her and watching her grow up. And so I'll give you a quick example. Mm -hmm. So one, uh, one, one was about her learning how to walk and uh, you know i would see her struggle every day you know get get up and fall down and get frustrated and angry and cry but day after day she would just keep getting back up and and keep going for it and i wondered i was i wondered to myself nobody taught her that i i didn't teach her that her mother didn't teach her that she is born with that sort of innate spirit so where does it come from so these sort of things i started just writing them down and piling them on and In a few months, I noticed I had enough to think about something along the lines of writing a book. And I was like, hmm, maybe I can write a book about this. And so, uh, you know, that was a thought. And then I said, "I once one day I just decided, I was like, okay, I am going to do this. And uh, I just sort of went for it. And uh, so it required some discipline, obviously, as with, as with most uh, goals, that uh, most things that you've never done before. Mm-hmm. And so every day I would sit down and, you know, sit in front of the laptop and try to elaborate on the things that I've written down and try to give it more of a structure. And so there were definitely challenges with it. There were days that I wouldn't write at all. And uh, on the days I noticed that I didn't write at all, I would feel really down and upset. You know, on the days that I did write, I would feel empowered and really good and motivated. And so, once I was aware of that, I decided to do of it, do writing more and more. And uh, eventually, I built enough momentum, and and you know, with enough uh, practice and and discipline, I finished writing my book. Um, and obviously, there's so many more components to it, which is, you know, designing and marketing and, you know, starting an Instagram page, which is mandatory nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I was handling all the pieces, you know, by myself together and, and being a father at the same time. But, uh, you know, to come back to your, your question initially, it was, mm-hmm. you know, what inspired me to write this book. Mm-hmm. So it was that core belief that I had as a child. And You know, after quitting my job, just being with my daughter and observing her and watching her grow up. um, Those were my main reasons for writing this book.
1: No, definitely. And it is so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that and sharing the wonderful story. And I know when you were mentioning your daughter falling and getting up, it took me back to a moment that I observed the same thing with my son. And I was going through a really rough time in my life around Mm -hmm. 2018 through a transition. And I was observing him in the living room one evening and he fell and he picked himself back up and said, I'm fine. So Mm. it's just seeing that our children so young of an age at that time, he was only two years old to see that they are being resilient. However, they may not understand or put words to it. Oh, I'm being resilient right now, mom. But just seeing that really empowered me to think, you know what, if my son can do that, then I can get over any situation that I'm feeling right now. And thank you so much for sharing that because it really did take me to that moment. And I remember it very vividly. And so I think it's incredible and it's incredible that you persevered through those days that you said that you weren't writing. However, you kept going and then you had days where you're writing. And so I think it's really awesome that our listeners hear that, hear your journey, that you have to keep pressing on. It comes down to having the discipline and remembering your why, pushing through those unmotivated days, because as you said, with anything, it requires discipline and it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. And just having that mindset already going in there helps us feel more disciplined and push through. So that is really, really awesome.
2: Thank you. And um, you mentioned about, you know, having knowing your why. And that's something that's also really important because your why always, in most cases, has to be bigger than yourself. And for me, my why was okay, I knew that I'm not the only one going through this unplanned pregnancy while still, you know, having to complete my undergraduate degree. I know that a lot of people go through that situation. And, you know, by, by by you know, being firm and, and standing up and taking a stance, I knew that I can write this, you know, experience my story and share it with people. And hopefully someone in in, in a similar situation can read it when they're feeling, you know, this ton of pressure from, from their school or whatever it is and know that someone else made it through and they wrote a book about it. So there's a way through it. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So that's, um, you know, knowing your why and just keeping it with you and reminding yourself of it will help you, um, with your goals.
1: Definitely. I agree with that. Knowing that why, especially pushing through those unmotivated days or sometimes, I'm sure this has happened to you where you're so deep in it. You're so deep in the process that sometimes you're just too far in taking a few steps back and seeing the why. Okay, it keeps me motivated because I find that sometimes with my powerlifting training, I'm so deep in it that at some point it becomes a little bit unenjoyable because I'm so focused on, wow, I can't believe I failed this today and all those negative thoughts start to trickle in. And so helping me really step back a little bit and say, okay, well, why are you actually doing this? Oh, to feel better, to empower myself, to make myself feel stronger for myself and for my son. So and it's really awesome that you brought that up, that the why has to be bigger than yourself because it requires you to really step back and see the bigger picture because that is what matters. And sometimes we are too dialed in that it's we get a little bit lost in that. So thank you for sharing that. It's really helping me to remember to take a few steps back and really see the bigger picture.
2: Of course. And you know, like you said, once you build the habit, you know, it becomes like anything we do in our life, it just becomes part of a routine. And it's always important to keep coming back. Uh, Like you said, you know, asking yourself the question, why am I doing this? It always helps.
0: If there's something that you really want to do and you don't have a conversation about it with someone who's actually done it, it's going to be a very difficult path. And that's something that I've learned through my experiences, you know, of writing a bestselling book,
2: of starting and failing at a business, of starting this podcast and learning how to interview and be
0: interviewed on other podcasts. And so I want to tell you that I had help. I had a lot of help to get to where I am today. And I want to offer that back to you. Everything that I've learned through my experiences, hundreds of hours of personal development and having something in mind and actually going out and doing it, I want to offer that back to you. So if there's
2: something that you really want to do and you think I can help you out with that, reach out to me and book this 30-minute call. It's absolutely free. There's no commitment. And I'm not going to sell you anything here. All I'm doing is seeing if there's any way I can add as much value to your life as I can. So if you're interested in that, click that link and let's start talking about your dreams. So
1: I wanted to move a little forward to your podcast. I know we alluded a little bit and talked about it a little bit. So can you tell us what inspired you to start your podcast?
2: Of course. So, um, you know, after I published my book and, uh, you know, it, it was you know one of the top selling books on amazon when it was launched and i was really proud of it it actually got to the number 1 happiness spot on amazon and you know i thought before i launched it i think and like reaching that moment you know would be would be great and you know that that was my main goal and i didn't have anything else planned after that and so once i you know realized that goal and i experienced it it was really good and then but like a day after I wondered, okay, now what? What do I do now? I I did this thing and and what's next? And so I I went through another process of internalization and asked myself questions, what it is that I really want to do? What am I passionate about? And while I was doing that, I started working part-time at a small business. It was a wellness center. They uh, did uh chiropractic services and uh something called hypnosis therapy there and uh so it's sort of the the job that I was doing there sort of aligned with where I was in my life sort of wondering and asking myself these questions and I even got help from uh one of the practitioners there and uh, they helped me through hypnosis by limiting some of my unconscious barriers and you know empowering me with more positive thoughts and i soon realized and this took a course of maybe 2 to 3 months that i'm most passionate about sharing new information about personal growth with people i light up when you know i learn something new that i can take actionable steps on right away and i love talking about it i love i love telling people and just because I love telling people they didn't mean I had an audience. So my audience would usually be my close friends or coworkers. And you know, most of the time they weren't really interested in it. And so I thought, what's one way I can, you know, really um share this knowledge with people who are actually interested in it? And you know, podcast was what came to my mind. And so I took out my notebook. I started a process where I outlined the project. I, t- I titled it, you know, just podcast, nothing else. And I I wrote down, you know, the 20 things that I had thought about all at the same time and just just broke them down into, okay, you know, let's focus on out of these 20 things. Let's focus on, you know, one and two, which is what's the name? And, you know, what does the the cover look like? And so, you know, I went through the list one by one and, uh, you know, which was which was really cool because this is something I learned through a coach and I got support with it. And before this, I would usually think of a big idea. And then when I would think about the work that needs to be done to help that bring into reality, I would just get overwhelmed and, you know, not do anything about it, but actually writing down all the things that I thought about and then breaking them down into actionable steps and focusing on one or two th- things at a time helped me, uh, bit by bit to actually, uh, create things that I wanted to create. So that's how this, uh, the, the, the process of, you know, me starting a podcast came about. I, I asked myself these, you know, deep underlying questions and, and, uh, podcast is where I arrived at. And, you know, I, I, I love it. I love talking to new people. I love learning about their experiences and the sort of unique careers that are that they're doing and the way they're living their lives and it just you know empowers me so much knowing that there are so many more other people out there who who live unconventional lifestyles and it's uh, it just brings your mind back to uh, the thought of abundance you know you can you can do anything you want in this world you just have to set your mind to it and There's so many people out there who are doing it.
1: Definitely. It is awesome. And it's great that you're right. You're able to reach a bigger platform and a bigger audience with the podcast. And I experienced that as well, as I've learned in the short duration of time that I've had my podcast, which is about four months is that it's really empowering and invigorating to see and here, the experiences that others have had, their experiences where they've overcame obstacles, they've became stronger. It's really awesome to see that other people are fighting hard for their dreams, just as we are. And it's incredible to meet people. And I believe this, and I'm sure you believe this as well, that every story matters. Everybody's story matters. Everyone's story is worthy of being heard. And especially where we've had moments kind of like what we've had today, sharing your experience, watching your daughter show resilience and my son, you have that connection where you're like, wow, like there's other people also going through this. And there's this collective strength that I find that you have when, when these things happen. So I think it's really, really awesome.
2: Thank you. And I think also to add to that, that belief is a really, really important point in that if you do not believe in your own dreams in your own vision, then it will be hard for other people around you to believe in it. So, and I and I get this from uh, I remember I was watching um, an inspirational video and and Will Smith was talking about it, and he sent he said something along uh, along the lines that I just mentioned about believing in yourself. And he said that you know most people they have they have great ideas and but they want people to believe in it. And he said that how can other people believe in it when You yourself are not taking any actionable steps. People will believe what you're doing, not what you're saying. So once people see that you're actually committed, you're doing work, you're attracting attention, of course they'll believe in it because they're seeing it. So believe in yourself and you just believe in yourself. Start there and anything is possible from that space.
1: Definitely. And it does remind me right now, I am reading a book by Gary John Bishop. And one of the chapters that I am reading about is actions where he says, you are not your thoughts. You are not defined by what's inside your head. You are what you do in your actions. And I definitely agree with that, that it is the actions that we do, not only going with just the belief that I believe in my dream, but I'm going to take actions because dreams without actions are just dreams. There Mm -hmm. has to be an action. Such as, for example, when you were coming up with your podcast and your topics that you not only just listed, but you expanded, you said, okay, this is my idea, but what are the action steps that I need to take and conquer them one by one? And I think that that's really important. I think that's something very valuable that our listeners can... Consider today as well if they are thinking of a goal, not simply just writing it down, but thinking of actionable steps, but believing in it, speaking it out to the existence. And I agree with you that if you don't believe in your dream, it's going to be difficult for others to believe as well. So it's where we have to empower ourselves and say, I got this, I can do this.
2: A hundred percent. And I know a lot of people uh, may not be in a position to get support, but I highly, highly recommend people that they get support, whether it's, you know, from a friend, or you hire someone to to coach you. But support is absolutely important, especially when you're trying something new. If, absolutely. If, yeah, if you can get your hands on any support, do it, because you absolutely need it.
1: Absolutely. I do agree with that. And I can attest to that with my experience in my personal development I do have a personal development coach that is helping me with it and my powerlifting coach as well so I definitely agree that a support system is very vital in our personal development or if we're trying to improve ourselves in any aspect of life fitness or pursue a career that that support system is vital but there is just something great about having a coach that it's worth the investment if you are able to do that um, it is absolutely invaluable to have a coach by your side guiding you through it as well. I agree with that.
2: Yes, and I, I love the word that you use, investment. It is an investment in yourself. That means that you know you'll get a return on it, which is very important. If you if you see it as just an expense, like you're buying a shirt or a watch, then it's it's probably not going to interest you that much, but, you know, getting support or getting a coach is definitely a hundred percent investment and it'll give you returns. Definitely.
1: And to add a little more to that point, to drive it home as well, it's coming to that belief, as we said, you need to believe in your dreams. So you need to believe that you are worth investing in yourself, investing in your growth and seeing it, like you said, not an expense, but an investment. So this is, I am worthy of investing in myself to hire a coach, to have support, to take the seminars, to pay for those seminars, to pay for those courses, to invest in that because I will get a return. And at the end, my hard work will pay off. So I think that Shift in perspective that mindset definitely is a great motivator and helps us really start and get that momentum
2: going yep a hundred percent you put it very well there
1: thank you so much. I appreciate it and so I wanted to ask you, you're very dedicated and you have your goals and the things you're working on. How do you stay balanced as a father? how do you balance your professional life and your personal life?
2: Mm, that is a great question and it's, you know what, it's, it's, it's a challenge most of the time, but, you know, you commit to a practice and you just continue, uh, stay on track as much as you can. But, um, for me, so the way, uh, we work around this is that, so me and my partner, we take care of our daughter on certain days. So I get her on the weekends and she takes care of her some of the days during the week and so when she's not here i get to work (laughs) i start working on my podcast on on learning on reading on on exercising and when she's here i you know just be with her just play with her do do whatever i can to just be there for her as a good guiding parent and with with practices, I I include things like meditation. So whenever I wake up, the first thing I do, and it's very important, is meditate. And in that meditation, I visualize. Um, in my meditation, first I I, I say thanks or I, I'm grateful for, you know, X, Y, and Z. I list out three to five things, and then I start visualizing what I want to be in the next three to five years. And after that, I start visualizing what my perfect work day looks like. And then after that, I thank myself, my heart, my body for supporting me, for guiding me. And I get up and, you know, I just uh, stay focused on that vision and go about my day. But uh, meditation, exercise, and cold showers is something I absolutely love. I don't know if you've tried it, but it's uh, it's something that I learned from Wim Hof, including his breathing techniques, which I obviously f- found really fascinating, uh, for, especially for the first time when I saw him, you know, uh, people could hold their breaths for three or two minutes on an exhale without having any air in them. To me, that was just mind, uh, you know, mind expanding. And I was like, OK, I want to try that right away. So that's a practice I picked up and I've stuck to it. And it just me, makes me feel really good uh, breath work in any way or form, you know, whether it's the Wim Hof method or, you know, some other breathing technique, it helps you bring down, bring you back to your center mm-hmm. and keep you balanced. You know, you you include it into your daily practices, wherever it is, and experiment with it. If you don't experiment with these things, you know, you'll never know. And that's one of the things that I like about personal development, it's that, you know, it's actionable steps. Yes, one. Th- it's good to, you know, learn and read new things. But if you're not taking any actionable steps, if you're not experiencing those things that these authors are talking about, then, you know, is it really education or is it just entertainment? And, and so that, uh, the balance comes from practices that I've explored and that I like and, you know, uh, that I do on a continuous basis while at the same time remaining open to new things that i read about and if i uh, if i like them i'll incorporate them into my lifestyle and if they're giving me benefits i'll make them permanent
1: that is awesome those are really really great strategies that, that you are using and i'm actually interested in using some of them the cold showers i have not tried it but i've heard that they are that they're helpful and there's something that you mentioned that was really resonated deeply with me. And it's something that my coach Ryan, my personal development coach always says, application. If you're not applying the strategies, as you said, they're just entertainment. So it's really important when you are seeking your personal development that not only am I just getting my book or attending the seminar, taking my notes, because they're just, it's just entertainment. It's just notes that I'm writing down. But if I I need to make sure that I'm applying these experimenting, is this working? No. Okay. Let me try something else. That's the only way, honestly, that we will see if something is beneficial. We have to apply the steps. And also I think it takes that leap of faith where it's like, this is new. This is a little bit past my comfort zone, but I'm going to mm-hmm. trust it and embrace that uncertainty a little bit and go for it. And if it doesn't work, okay, it's a lesson. It's not a failure. It's nothing detrimental or negative. The beautiful path of my progress is still there. It's not going to go away or the accomplishments that I've done are not going to disappear just because this didn't work. So having that growth mindset is really awesome. And that's what I'm hearing with the Things that you are saying, the strategies that you have implemented. It sounds like you really have a really solid growth mindset, which is absolutely important because it's that perspective shift to where you're seeing it as growth and not as a personal thing. Oh, I'm just a terrible person. I'm a failure because this didn't work. No, this is not working for me. However, let's seek other strategies that work, which is really, really awesome.
2: Yeah, and then there's one thing I want to add here as well, and which is something I learned from an online program that I took after reading this book called Claim Your Power by Mastin Kip. And it was a 40-day journey. So basically, you read a chapter every day. It was day one, day two, day three. And uh, it all had to do with, you know, answering questions and digging deeper into why you do certain things. And so in this program, he he mentioned that everybody has three aspects to them. There's the, the student, the, the person who loves to learn and read new things. There's the entrepreneur. That's the guy who, that's the person who wants to take action and, and do things. And there's a practitioner. And the practitioner is a person who wants to help, who wants to make a difference. So everybody has all these components to them, but in different uh, variations. So some people love to learn, but... Their entrepreneur side, which is a taking action side, is not as well developed, but they also want to help. And so there's a a balance that can be reached between these three points. And I think there's a time to learn, there's a time to take action, and there's a time to help. And you only learn more and more about yourself the more you take action.
1: That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I was just envisioning that as you were mentioning those. When? Ha- when are the times that I was the entrepreneur? When are the times that I was learning? When are the times that I was a? You said practitioner was the third one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And so that is interesting because I've seen myself in all those areas. And right now, I can envision which areas need growth. And it's really, really awesome that you shared that. I think our listeners will definitely benefit from that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. And so can you give our listeners one piece of advice? Let's say if they wanted to start writing their own book, what is something they can do today to take steps to get the ball rolling?
2: Okay, great question. It it brings me back to an experience I had when I was writing my book and I was looking for advice. Mm -hmm. So I seeked out this uh, networking event. Uh, This was almost, I think, two years back in Milton, Uh, which is the town where I live and they have a chamber of commerce networking meetings. And so at that time, there was a local Canadian author that was coming as a guest speaker. And uh, I think she had written four or five books. So I was like, okay, this is a great person to ask this question. How do I write my book? And so we were all there and there was a time to ask questions. And, you know, so I raised my hand and I was like, I'm someone who's currently writing a book. What sort of advice can you give me? And she just said two words, and that's it. It was nothing, you know, not a speech, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing long. She just said, "Write it." It was very simple. She said, and uh, and I don't know the, the exact number here, but she quoted a stat, which is you know a certain percentage of people who think about writing a book, mm-hmm. um, and it was a very high percentage, say eighty to ninety percent. Mm-hmm. Um, they think about writing the book but only 10 to you know 20% actually end up writing it. So my advice to you, she said, is to write the book, write it. Write it and think about everything else later, the marketing, who's going to read it? Why am I writing it? Just write it first, finish, finish the project, finish the project of actually writing because that's your talent, that's you, and then everything else will come. So my advice to anyone who's thinking about writing a book is write it.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that. And it just reminds me of just get started, just get started, get the momentum going and go for it. And those are very interesting statistics to see that only you said about 10 to 15% actually go through with compared to the higher percentage. And I think a lot of it has to do with what you mentioned. We're thinking more ahead instead of just, let's just get the project done now and just write it down, get going, get started and worrying about the other things later. Thank you so much for sharing that.
0: Of course, you're welcome.
2: I hope it helps.
1: For sure. It will be very helpful for sure. And so, the last question I wanted to ask you what is your social media? Where can our listeners follow your journey?
2: Of course. Uh, thank you for asking that question. Um, so, I am on Instagram, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, I, my page is the Grow With Moin podcast. Uh, that's my podcast page. I also have a personal page, which is MoinZR. So I post both on the podcast page and my personal page. Same for Facebook. There's the page called the Girl With Me podcast. Same for LinkedIn. There's a page called the Girl With Me podcast. And my personal uh, profiles are also there on all three platforms.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that, and I will include that in the podcast notes so our listeners can go follow you on all those social networks. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I have learned so much more, and I had so much. Well, I have so much respect for you, but now even more listening to your journey and how resilient, hardworking, and strong you are. Thank you very, very much.
2: Oh, thank you. That means a lot coming from you. I uh, obviously appreciate and admire your journey as well. And you're doing great work here on the on your podcast, and uh, you're a great host.
1: Thank you so much.
0: I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this edition of the Grow with Moin podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my show so that you don't miss a future episode. Feel free to leave a rating, a comment. If you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is the Grow with Moin podcast. Once again, thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.